0: I am Damla Akhtekin, I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. If you are new to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe so that you can be aware of new episodes. I also invite you to visit dropofom.com A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com, where I share a lot of free resources for self-healing and healing, and you can take a free quiz to find out what your energetic wounds are and how they may show up in your life. Discovering what your wounds are is the first step in healing them. I hope you enjoy this episode. There is one more thing I would like to share with you before you listen to this episode. I created a wonderful container to help you process the collective trauma of the pandemic and begin to heal your energetic wounds. It is an energy healing membership called Chakra Bliss Vault. Every month you will receive three new crystal healing sessions Plus, you'll immediately have access to my entire energy healing recording library when you sign up. The membership is really affordable and will continue to be so. You can find out more about it at adropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. I invite you to make your healing a priority and invest in your well-being by becoming a Chakra Bliss Vault member. Hello, everyone. This is Domla with A Drop of Om. And I have with me Christian Reifsteck. Did I say that right? And Christian is a life coach, intuitive card reader, teacher and educator, and a Reiki healer and master. Welcome,
1: Christian. Oh, thank you, Domla. I'm so honored to be here. So thank you.
0: It's my pleasure. And I feel like, um, you you know a lot about the podcast so tell me a little bit about like what has been what has drawn you to this and what have you been finding in in the podcast
1: Yeah, um, I I have really enjoyed listening. Um, So many great episodes, so much great insight. I have to say that I especially like the episode where you interviewed your daughter (laughs) because that is just so um, unexpected and really so beautiful as well. You know, children are healers, and I think that children are some of the greatest healers. And so what a wonderful gift to have the perspective of a kid on healing on the podcast. So that that absolutely was a wonderful episode. I encourage everyone listening to go back and uh, listen to that episode with with Etta. Etta, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And to listen to that episode with Etta because um, it it really is very heartwarming. So thank you, Domla.
0: My pleasure. And I wanna hear about you, Christian. You um you're involved in, in many different healing arts, but can you give us a little bit of a background on like, how you got to be doing what you're doing?
1: Yes, thank you so much. You know, for me, I, I, when it comes to how we get to where we are, it is such a, a long and winding road, isn't it? Um, it really is very much um, a, an unfurling of our experience. And so our experience, our journey is always unfurling in this big cosmic revelation. So some could say that it started even before I was born, you know. Um, But I I will say that for me, the real, um, one of the real points of importance in my life was um, in 2008. And in two thousand and eight, I had uh, been in uh, a very challenging romantic relationship. It was actually abusive. I didn't know that at the time, um, but uh, was informed um, when I went to therapy that what you've just described to me is domestic violence, which shocked me. I had never ever thought that I would be in an abusive relationship. I'm confident. I'm I'm male. In 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 a hetero relationship I wouldn't have thought that I would be in an abusive relationship so it really surprised me but it was very much a draining uh, challenging relationship at the same time I was in a very challenging toxic work environment in which I was literally physically ill going into the office so that was not a healthy experience either At the same time, uh, my very best friend at the time, um, we had been best friends for 10 years. Our relationship was crumbling. It was failing. And um, so all of those things really came together all at once uh, to mean that my life was just not on the right path. It was not going in the direction that I had been moving, Um, you know, I very much am invested in things like nature and journaling and walking. Those are all things that I had done for my own mental health and I wasn't doing them. I was completely off track. I was not myself. I was angry. I was impatient. Um, And so what fortunately happened was that my life just exploded. All of those things, all at once, within the span of a month, I was fired from my job. I left that abusive relationship for the final time because I had just completely hit an emotional wall that the relationship with my friend fell away. And I was just left really hitting an emotional wall. And it was at that point that I really needed to build back, that I really needed to put my life back together, brick by brick. And it was at that point where I said to myself, I am invested only in healthy relationships. I need to get back to doing the things that fill me up and feed my soul. And it was a slow process, but bit by bit. I uh, built my life back. And um, fast forward a little bit, I had the great pleasure and honor of a couple of years later becoming a career coach and working with people as a career coach. Um, During that time, I also became a Reiki master. And um, even prior to that, really got into card reading. And so I've been doing all of those things. Um, since um, 2014 is when I became a Reiki master. And so I've been able to really put together all of these things that I love, the coaching, the card reading and the Reiki to help people during their own life changes.
0: Yeah, I love how you said, um, fortunately it all exploded. Sometimes we don't see that in the middle of the explosion, but it's important to look back and see that's what needed to happen. And I was um, actually reading about what you just told us this story, and um, I'm recently training in astrology. And in astrology, I don't know if you're familiar with the birth chart. All the areas that you describe are above the midline or the horizon. So the seventh house, which has to do with relationships, 10th house, which has to do with career, and the 11th house, which has to do with friendships, like they all of them exploded for you. And to me, it's like you were given a chance, like all of these are on, um, what we describe external resources. The, the the partner or leaning on the partner, leaning on a friend, or leaning on a on a job that wasn't working and you were almost forced to look inside rather than outside. Does that ring true?
1: Absolutely, Domla. Thank you for bringing that up. It is so true. Because that was really, I think, the big challenge for me prior to that point was that I was not looking inward like I had, you know, I, that is something that has always been very important to me. But around that time you know in the couple of years leading up to that explosion i had been turning outward and less inward and i think that was that was really part of the problem um and uh, then that was a point where i was forced to take the time to focus back inward and do all of the reflection the practices that had sustained me before that point. So yes, absolutely, Damla, that makes a lot of sense for where I was at that point in my life, thank you.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, Tell us about the seven-way path, what is it?
1: Yeah, thank you for asking. So the seven way path is a program of um, practices seven practices to help us to grow and heal to navigate our life changes with purpose and intention and to really deepen our levels of awareness, meaning and connection and When I was building back my life after this challenging experience, um, the seven-way path is all of the practices that I used to, or I should say that I came back to, Dhamla, that I came back to, to build my life back. And it is those practices, I used them at that time and then I started formulating this, you know, in reflection on it a couple of years later, I looked at those seven things that I did. And I said, these are powerful practices. And I started researching about them, learning about them and seeing that these are not just practices that were helpful to me, but these are time tested practices that people have used to grow and heal to manage change, to deepen their levels of connection and awareness and meaning. And so the seven way path is just those seven practices and they are gratitude. Now I am a firm believer in gratitude. I know you are too Domla with your gratitude journal. So I am a firm believer in the practice of gratitude. Number two is cleaning, clearing. Decluttering just really releasing what no longer serves us getting rid of energy in terms of our physical space helps us to get rid of energy internally. So clearing cleaning cleaning is a very underrated powerful spiritual practice, or at least it can be. I try to remind myself when I'm of that when I'm cleaning my toilet. (laughs) Um, Number three is nature. And of course, we know how powerful nature is. I really believe that Mother Earth is the greatest healer. So nature. Number four is walking. Walking is a great exercise for increasing our creativity, for integrating our experiences and reflecting upon them. Number five is journaling. And I know, Domla, you also are a big proponent of journaling. And um, journaling is really one of the things that I had very much gotten away from before my major life change. I had been a journaler, had done a lot of journaling and reflecting. And it is no coincidence that during all of those challenging times, I was not journaling. I was not reflecting. And I am positive. It's because I was afraid to really explore my deep feelings about where my life was going and my experiences. Number six is ritual. Ritual is also very underrated. It is something that we have really gotten away from, culturally speaking, and something that is, you know, of course, there are plenty of cultures that are very good about ritual. Dominant Western culture is not very good with specific purposeful rituals to help us mark change and passage. So ritual is another powerful practice. And then finally, silence, whether that's meditation, sitting quietly, whatever that might mean, but silence is also a very powerful practice.
0: I love this on so many levels. And um... And they are easy and, and sometimes forgotten, a lot of them, right? The nature, the walking. And to me, the, um, the way they work is they're almost, they go alongside with each other. A lot of like, I might be going into gratitude in my meditation or in my walk or, you know, or my walk becomes a ritual in the way that I, like I like to do that after seeing clients sometimes just to have some sort of energy grounding and cleansing. Um, what would you say? I know that you've been through a huge life change yourself. And I know that you guide people through life change in your coaching and healing practice. What is the most important things you need to know and do during a life change?
1: Yeah, thanks for that question, Domla. The number one thing that I want to encourage everyone with is to recognize that life change is normal and that life change does and will happen. So sometimes we go through a life change experience and we say, oh, that was terrible. I hope I never have to go through anything like that again. But the chances are that you're going to go through something, even if it's not the same life change, some kind of life change is going to happen. And so when that happens, you're going to have a lot of the same kinds of experiences in terms of the feelings and the unsettledness, the lack of direction and uncertainty. You know, one of the things that's really interesting about how we manage life change is that we often look to people who have had the same kind of life change. So let's say that we are relocating we will often look to other people who have relocated and get their experience, their input, and really look to them for um, resonance with our own feelings. Or if we've lost a loved one, we will oftentimes reach out to other people who have lost a loved one. And this is wonderful. And one thing that we fail to recognize is that there are commonalities across All kinds of life change. And so one of those being the unsettled feelings that any kind of life change from the large like a relocation or a loved one passing away to the small like a change in our schedule can leave us feeling a range of emotions even when it's a positive life change. So maybe you get a promotion at work and you are very excited. This is a wonderful thing, wonderful news, but you're having mixed feelings about it. There's a part of you that's not so sure, or maybe even at one point, there's a part of you that feels a little bit sad and we think, what's wrong with me? I've just gotten this promotion. I should be really happy. Why am I feeling so angry all of a sudden? Or why am I sad? Why am I suddenly crying for no reason? This is completely normal with any kind of life change, this range of emotions that we do have during any life change. So I really want to encourage everyone to recognize that that range of feelings is also very normal. So not only our life changes normal, that range of feelings, even when it seems counterintuitive, I'm sad during this happy life change. What's going on? Yes, that is normal. It is all part of the life change process. So I also want to encourage you to please be gentle with yourself during any of your life changes to not beat yourself up for the feelings that you might be feeling and saying, what is wrong with me? There is nothing wrong with you. This is totally part of the life change process. Your life has been shifted. Your life has changed. And anytime we experience shifts in our life, anytime we experience change, we're going to experience discomfort, uncertainty, unsettled feelings, a range of emotions. And please do know that that is a normal part of the life change process. So if you feel, if you feel yourself thinking, Oh, what's wrong with me? Remember, Christian said, this is a normal thing. Please be gentle with yourself. Now, Domla, I can pass on a whole bunch of other life change tips and things to know. Um, but those are really the biggest things. Mm-hmm. Know that you are normal for your range of emotions, expect a range of emotions, no matter what kind of life change you have, no matter the size.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think what this is bringing up in me is um, being someone who has located or changed uh, continents. I grew up in Turkey. I live in the US. I actually lived in Europe for a little bit. And also as someone who's changed from corporate to yoga, to the healing world, I think what I want to add to this is there's always something for you to discover about yourself and life in the new time, in the new space, in the new condition. And it's, I think the challenging part is that in between when you know you need to, to change and you haven't quite figured out what's next or you have figured out you you make the jump and now you're out of one type of water and you're in another type of water and you're trying to pedal through and figure it out (laughs) and that's the the hard part is allowing and saying okay I have time like breathe one step at a time and go through this and and knowing that it's um like it's 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 like you're you you're a fish who's swimming in another water and it's it's supposed to to feel different. It's supposed to feel weird. and um, but it's also if chances are if you're drawn to a certain thing in your life or you're pulled into a certain thing in your life that is different, scary, uncomfortable, there's something there for you to learn and experience. So it's an opportunity in that way.
1: Absolutely, yes, I completely agree. Um, Resistance has meaning and resistance are always growth points. You know, I love to garden and I have beautiful rose bushes in my yard. I didn't plant them, they came with the house, but I love rose bushes. And every time I prune them, grow back right at the cut point. And that's exactly how it is for us too you know at the points where we have challenge at the points where we have change are the points that are really opportunities for us to grow opportunities for us to heal and opportunities for us to expand so absolutely resistance is an important point for us to reflect heal learn and grow
0: I love that. I love the rose analogy and that that a picture of the opportunity for regrowth in a new way, in a way that's um, even freer than before. Um, now I'm going to take you to a place where I don't know if you thought I might take you, but I was looking <laughs> looking through your um, uh, your LinkedIn and I saw your um, thesis. You studied. English literature, I believe, yes. and I want to. I and I read the title, and I was like, oh, "We have to talk about this, <laughs> not about the literary part, but just the the symbolism of that is so potent." And your thesis is disordering, disbordering the body, dismembering or disremembering the land, dismemberment, remembering borders. The chaos of land body construct, Like, tell me all about this, please. <laughs> this is fascinating to
1: me. Yeah, Domela, that's great. You know, that isn't something that I talk about much anymore, but at one point it was my life. And um, if my life had continued down that path, I right now would be the world's foremost expert in dismemberment in medieval poetry. And um, you know it's it's really uh, interesting because that was uh, a point in my life that was really right before my life explosion. And um, as a, a, a graduate student in English, um, pursuing uh, the academic life, um, I was very invested in uh, medieval poetry. Loved it and. Um, you know, for me, what really kind of there was that reflection point where it's like, I love this. I'm fascinated by this. And what what good does this do in the world? And some might say, you know, it's just good that you enjoy it. And we should all be doing things that we love and enjoy. And that's what's going to make the world a better place. Yes, yes, I agree. And I also know that academia can be a pretty critical world, can be a pretty um, uh, competitive rather than collaborative kind of a world. And so um, for me in choosing not to um, further pursue that study, uh, I I definitely made the right decision. But Dhamla, that work was all about um, really the pieces of ourselves that When we have a change, like moving away from the homeland, interestingly enough, Damla, from, you know, your own experience, very much the hero was always being separated from the land and moving away. The hero was being dismembered from the land. And in moving away from the land, the hero also had a dismemberment in terms of their identity so their identity was very much tied to the homeland and outside of the homeland were the questions with this major change of who am i almost like a forgetting of the homeland or a lack of remembering of the homeland who am i in this new land and of course The the work always resolved with the hero, as we know with the hero's journey, the hero coming back to the homeland, the hero reuniting with the homeland, and the hero becoming whole as well as the land becoming whole. So it was very much um, a, a, a study of these ideas of separation and union separation and union which is a major theme in life itself um, you know if you think about the seed and the seed growing under the ground the seed has to crack open and the sprout has to separate from the the seed in order for newness to happen and so very much um, that theme of separation and coming back together separation and union is is uh, an important theme um no matter w- w- what you look at with life dismemberment or not
0: <laughs> oh my god so many things about that i am going to um or my mind is taking me to the disordering of the body which is one of the teams you worked with. And that's exactly what changes, right? We we enter into change and everything is all of a sudden up in the air. And then there's an reordering through bordering. You You define your boundaries again, and you say, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. So you create a different container. For things to get organized in. And oh my God, dismembering, definitely like you're a member of a society, of, of a land, of a place, and then you're dismembering, taking yourself out of it to remember who you were, remember who you were, and then find your way again back to belonging. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> adding that flavor into the conversation. And that's the work, right? That's the healing work is remembering. Uh, reordering and bordering in a way setting the boundaries of uh, redefining the boundaries of what's okay and what's not okay with you and for you and um, I want to touch upon jump to a different thing now you have this thing that that was really um, interesting to me you call it the untethered spread in your card reading can you explain what that is
1: Absolutely, Domla. Thank you for asking. So um, as a card reader, um, and I've been reading cards for nine years now, I believe. Um, as a card reader, you know, so often we have set spreads where one card goes in one position and has a particular meaning that is attached to it. But um, my untethered spread does away with all of that. And so the cards are not tethered to any one particular meaning. So it's five cards from five different decks, but one card does not mean the past and one card does not mean the present. They all just really have their own meanings and come together to offer their own messages untethered to any particular way of being read. And so we can bring them all together and read the messages and receive the messages through those cards without saying, Oh, well, this one means the past, or this one means the present. This one goes in this position. Nope. They are untethered to any particular way of being read.
0: So you're taking the cards out of their land and families, bringing (laughs) them together in a new soul family. Our position and and structure and and a new relationship.
1: yeah, that's great, Dhamma. They are unbordered. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, and that's what we do, right? we We come out of our families and then we bring um, or we we connect with the people who are either through challenges to us, like like you experience, and I experience at certain points in my life, or through a deep connection, we we define a new soul family
1: going forward and what is the seven card cosmic revelation Mm -hmm. great thank you so the seven card cosmic revelation and i will say that um the untethered spread is my own unique reading and so is the seven card cosmic revelation i use my own spreads whenever i read i also cast runes and i cast runes in a completely um individual kind of way. So it was an intuited way that I cast runes. Um, But the seven card cosmic revelation is a reading that has, well, this card symbolizes the present. This card symbolizes the um, past influences upon the present. And card number three is the future influences upon the present. Because, you know, even if you see time as linear and say that, the future hasn't happened yet, which of course some might argue otherwise, we still have our own view of the future. So I still have my own vision of the future and what that means to me. And that vision of the future is always already influencing the present. So even if you don't believe that the future has already happened, it certainly has in your mind and in what you are picturing. That, that spread also uses um, divine uh, guidance. So it has a couple of cards for divine guidance, a card for um, a mantra for you to consider saying during this time and um, the Viking rune that symbolizes just an underlying theme to um, all of it at this time for you. So that is a unique reading that um, is really very multi-layered. Actually, all of my readings, especially um, the Untethered Spread and the Cosmic Revelation, are very multi-layered and they reveal themselves. The, the term Cosmic Revelation actually comes from um, a um, uh, a message that I received that really describes this world as a cosmic revelation, an unfolding, you know, like I mentioned right at the beginning of our discussion, um, just this unfolding of our lives. And so, the messages in these readings very much unfold and reveal themselves in layers. So I'm honored to offer those readings. Uh, The Untethered Spread is actually the reading that I offer for my monthly choose one of three card readings. So on my YouTube channel, I have a monthly choose one of three card reading. You can choose number one, two or three for your monthly messages. That is the Untethered Spread reading. Beautiful.
0: Uh, so, what do you would you say is the uh, the most common challenge or issue that comes up for people in your readings, in your coaching, in your healing? What do you see people struggle with?
1: Oh, wow, that's a great question, and um, it's a long list, right? Um, as as you know, Damla, you know we all have challenges, we all have um, experiences in which we are really forced to change and grow and heal. I think some of the common challenges that I see are probably common challenges with with anyone and common challenges even within our own lives. So things like, um, I want to make a change, but I don't know how. I don't know where to start. Or even more commonly, I don't know what I want. This is something that I hear again and again. I just don't know what I want. I don't know which direction to take. And oftentimes in my coaching when I am talking with people about this idea of not knowing what they want, I'll ask some questions and inevitably they always have some things that they do No, they always have some greater idea of clarity and a path forward than they realize. And that's something that I am honored to help people with is getting, you know, realizing that clarity and getting that clarity. But I would say, Domela, that one of the very common things that I hear is just this idea of I don't know I don't know I don't know what I want I don't know the direction I want to go I don't know the path that I want to move forward in and the truth is that oftentimes we know more than we give ourselves credit for and even if it's just a little thing a little bit that we know that's still knowing something and Mm -hmm. so to say I have no idea I just don't know is actually Not true, because you do know a little bit of something, and that is something. And so encouraging us to go with that little bit of something and follow that breadcrumb. This is something that I hear commonly. Domla, what do you hear from people commonly in your experience?
0: Oh, so many, so many things. But I wanted to say to what you were saying is, um, I think when I hear something like that, The I don't know to me is an indication of um, your needs not having been met. You're you're short on resources and you need to first build up your inner and outer resources and and get your needs met to come to a place of overwhelm, from overwhelm to come to a place of what you described as silence. And then things become clearer. Um, The most common thing... I work with is the parts that people um, the dots that people haven't connected yet Mm -hmm. for instance I I recently worked with an individual who was having an issue in a work situation and they were also having an issue in their in their family with one of their parents and to me was the exact same issue of valuing themselves so we often don't realize oh like this is happening here this is happening there like this is my work parent acting up and this is my actual parent acting up to show me something that i need to know about myself so that's just one example i think um my work is becoming more and more about uh all the dismembered and this or not yet remembered parts of the individual and helping them get in touch with those parts safely and to know that all parts are allies and all parts have something to say and that's a, a common thing that's as as often it happens i'm sure with you too that's a, a team that's coming up with my own healing with my own life and of course it's coming up more and more with the people that are drawn to me um Thank you so much, Christian. I just want to say like you, you're, you're a wealth of information and you have a, a deep um, contemplative in, intuition that people can definitely benefit from. Is there anything you would say to someone who um, who is sort of in the middle of that change, middle of that turmoil, or there's some somewhat some people or someone who wants to step into a healer or a coach um, path, but they're not quite there yet. What would you say to someone who is in that uh, in between place?
1: Hmm. Yeah, great. Amla. Thanks for that. That question. And I think that so oftentimes that in between space can just really be a scary space to be and because it's just full of uncertainty is really what is at that in between space. And what I really want to say to the person in that in-between space is that it is okay to be in that in-between space. And to honor being where you are, no matter where you are on your journey. And um, to even recognize that even when you're not in the in-between space, at some point you will be again. (laughs) because that is part of the life change process, part of the life process in that unveiling, we're all going to be in that liminal space again, at some point in our lives. And um, even in in a in a multi layered kind of way. And so you know, for me right now, I have a stable home. So I'm not in between homes, I have a stable home. But I may very well be in between in some other way in my life right now. And so recognizing that we can be both at the same time. But when we're in that in-between space, you know, in the midst of a life change or um, growth and healing, just recognizing that where you are in this moment is exactly where you need to be. And not judging yourself for Uh, feeling challenged to move forward, not judging yourself for those uncertainties. So you know, Domla, your example of maybe someone who um, wants to move forward with uh, helping the world with their own healing is to just recognize that where you are right now is okay. And if you are afraid to move forward with it, that's okay too and to know that everything is its own unfolding its own process and that it will unfold and reveal itself and that is all okay. So even honoring that in between as an important part of the journey and honoring that point as an important part of your story and your experience Mm. and giving thanks for that in between moment because it's in those in between uncertain moments when we really do have a lot more power than we recognize
0: yeah i like that i like that um that you can be you you feel that you may feel like you have arrived in one aspect and then there might be other things in motion and that this is an ongoing spiraling journey you will <laughs> things will hit the fan again and uh, what I would like to add to that is just go see a healer before they do I mean you can do it during but it will help you with building up those inner and outer resources to have someone um, help you connect the dots like you you can Christian or like I can and that's a wonderful gift to give to yourself Uh, which brings me to how can people find you I know you have a beautiful um, gift so can you share that please.
1: Yes, Domla, thank you so much, and I do want to say thank you to everyone for listening. It is a great honor to be able to connect with you in this way, so thank you. Yes, um, first of all, um, I'm at standingstoneshealing.com. You can find me there. You can connect with me on Facebook, Standing Stones Healing, YouTube, Standing Stones Healing, Instagram, Standing Stones Healing, all over the place. Um, But I do want to encourage you to get my life change encouragement kit. You can get this at standingstoneshealing.com slash kit. And so this kit I put together to help us through our life changes. So, Domla, some of those basics that I said um, are important during a life change, they're all in the life change encouragement kit. I've got my Standing Like the Stones book there. It is a full color ebook with my top tips for life change, all of the ones that I mentioned, and then some. So, um, that book is going to help you through any kind of life change, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter the kind in that kit is also my life change meditation to help you release what no longer serves you and affirmations with native american style flute i play the native american style flute um, and i have a friend who recorded the affirmation so we collaborated on that recording as our gift to all of you so you can get that at standingstoneshealing.com kit and yes, Domla, I do have a special offer for your listeners. Um, it is a special link where you can get 50% off on a distant Reiki healing ceremony with me. Now, my Reiki sessions are really unique. Um, I view them very much as a ceremony. Remember, I'm a big proponent of ritual. And so I use these this Reiki experience as a ceremonial ritual to help mark change in your own life, to help you transition into new phases and to help you be ready for newness. And that is 50% off of that unique hour and a half long ceremony.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. And I'll include those links down below. Uh, I just have to ask before really, why standing stones? What's that about? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thank you so much. Um, Well, I um, love ancient structures. I love ancient ruins. And what is so really interesting to me, especially about standing stones, is that here are these structures that have stood the test of time. They have been put there by people long before us. They signal a connection to those people who have passed along this earth. They are a testament to the passage of time. Now, sometimes those stones fall down. So sometimes standing stones end up being lying down stones. And that's part of the process too that's part of the unfolding the revelation and the passage of time and so standing stones are really a reminder to us that we have the power we have the strength we are just as strong as those beautiful ancient standing stones that have stood the test of time
0: beautiful thank you so much thank you for joining me in conversation and thank you for doing what you do Thank you, Damla. Thank you to everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Conversations with Healers. If this episode spoke to you in any way, please leave a review or comment, like or love it, and share it with others in your life. This is a true soul love project from my heart to yours. I really appreciate your help in spreading the word. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and check out other episodes to listen to some extraordinary healing stories and advice. Have a beautiful and wonderful day.